0: You're listening to another episode of The Zag. Edgar here, continuing our series featuring our 2019 NLC fellows. Richard Leong is here today. Known him through education spaces, so excited to connect with him, see what he's working on, and see what he's up to in 2019. So let's get to it. All right, Richard, how'd you end up working in education and with schools?
1: Hey Eric. Uh, that's a good question. Um I think honestly, it comes down to uh, when I was in college. I, I went to school at Columbia University. Um, I I remember getting there from a small suburb in Orange County and realizing just how incredibly lucky I had been to grow up in Orange County um, and the schools that I'd gone to, the teachers that I'd had, and really reflecting on privilege and identity and and thinking to myself, you know, this is the cause that I want to work on. This is one of the access to equitable education is for me like the largest civil rights issue of our time right and so it became something that I became very passionate about um, and I, I felt like it was the way to make social change happen
0: and we'll talk a little bit about what you're working on now in a second but uh, you know it's always great to talk to another former fifth grade teacher and, and you taught uh, in St. Paul and in, in Minneapolis and love to hear a little bit more about what teaching fifth grade was like and it also sounds like you had a pretty interesting after school class experience where you're teaching some kids some interesting stuff.
1: Yeah, so teaching fifth grade was great. Um, for me, it was I think the perfect age group because um, they're still at the age where you know if I put on a fun voice when I'm reading a, a book out loud, you know they'll laugh and it's fun. But they're also old enough to to grasp you know theoretical concepts, and we would talk about racism and stereotypes and uh, you know the, the the issues happening in their community, and the kids were really the kids could understand, um, and I I really appreciate that. Um, as far as the after school thing, yeah, I uh, I, I taught after school martial arts. Um, I, I do this martial art called Wushu. Um, and, you know, for me, we, we talk a lot about, you know, teachers being their authentic self and bringing their full identity to their their classroom. That was me teaching after school martial arts. It, it was the most fun ever. Um, and I had the chance to connect with my kids in a way um, that I, I fully sort of got to own.
0: And then tell folks a little bit about the work you're doing now with LEE, which is Leadership for Educational Equity, which is uh, the C4 offshoot of of TFA, but they do some slightly different stuff than Teach for America. So tell folks what you're up to.
1: Yeah. So LEE, is is we are a nonprofit, we're a leadership development organization. So um, our objective here is to support current and former educators um, uh, to make lasting change through public leadership. Um, What my work looks like is I manage the logistics and operations for our early pathway exploration workshops. Uh, What I mean by that is Lee supports um, folks uh, who are thinking about running for office or getting into policy and advocacy or community organizing. Uh, The workshops that I work on bring together folks to explore what all of those look like. And make a connection uh, between those those levers of change to their lived experiences. So, based on the things that drive them, based on what they've seen
0: in their classrooms, um, I, we help them identify. You know, what is the lever of change they want to pull on? And then, what kind of change have you seen in people's attitudes about running for office since 2016 and since the Trump election? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think we're at a space now
1: where we're seeing a lot of folks from marginalized communities, especially people of color and especially women of color. Um, I think we're, we're starting to see um, that a lot of folks are realizing that through their lived experiences, through the, the communities that they live, work, grew up with, um, that they are truly qualified to lead. Um, and I, I feel this from a personal standpoint as well. Um, a lot of times public leadership, especially running for office, public office, um, it, it tends to look very well white and very male, um, and that leadership doesn't reflect the communities that are most marginalized by the current systems and policies. So I am deeply excited about the work that I do because I get to meet folks from around the country um, that are passionate about making change, and we get to to work and and illuminate the ways that they are um, already qualified.
0: Nice. And then, last thing, give us one uh, aspect of the NLC Institute you're looking forward to when it starts in January. I am really excited to connect with and meet with folks that uh, come from a background
1: outside of education. Um, obviously, this is my passion, right? And I've spent uh, my entire professional career thus far in it. Um, so I feel like I, I feel like I know my stuff and I feel like I know what I can offer. But I am, in this day and age, deeply um, uh, reflective um, and conscious of where my gaps are. And so I'm really excited to connect with folks that uh, share the same values, but uh, approach their work through a different lens.
0: Nice. Listen, we're excited to have you and, and excited to see the Fellows class take off when it starts in January. Thanks for everyone for listening to this episode of The Zag. You can hear all of Richard's colleagues in the cohort and their podcasts. You can find that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher. There's 19 other really interesting folks you should get to know. So definitely take care of that. And until then, we'll see you soon.